0: okay 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 okay. welcome back to the pair pod everyone thank you all for supporting the last episode uh delighted to say we have our first american onto the pod this week and um, i want to welcome david david thank you so much for joining us today
1: yeah thank you for having me on man it's, it's true very few americans in in uh, marbella you're, in you're, europe in general yeah you're yeah. the
0: you're the um what's it called yeah you're in that you're in the, the the smaller minority now yeah it's funny yeah but you do get you get a mix of everyone here so you've probably seen this there's, there's people from all over the world here we love it we love that aspect it's of not it, all yeah. so you <laughs> struggle to find a spaniard out here especially in fort of because everyone's like you've got guys in sweden germany everyone comes here it's like a little hub yeah Um. so first and foremost we're going to go into lots of different stuff um you got married recently
1: yeah what is it it's or it's november 1st today thank so like congratulations three weeks ago yeah yeah thank you thank you
0: what was uh what was your favorite moment of your wedding
1: I uh, probably just did all of, it's like, oh, we did it in Sevilla, in Sevilla, Spain where my family's yeah. from, so it was just there, like, my Spanish family was there, my American family, all of my closest friends, It's just crazy having everyone in yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. same, it was special, having everyone in the same location.
0: And uh, did you, it was all kind of planned then that you'd come over here, get married, and then relocate to Spain permanently after, you just kind of meshed the two together and kind of...
1: Yeah. Yeah, the time and that's the time that it happened to work out. The the we knew we were going to get married here. We weren't sure we were going to to move here. That was mm. a m- more recent development. But then once we made the decision it made sense to do it like just before the wedding, yeah.
0: Yeah, and did um I'm trying to think. So when you were obviously you talk a lot about men's lifestyle and stuff like that, which we'll get into. Did you always think
1: in your younger life that you'd get married at some point? It was always something you wanted to do? I always I didn't think about it that much, I'll be honest. It wasn't I mean, yes, I think if you had asked I would say yeah, I'll probably I'll get married and have kids, but it wasn't something i spent too much time uh worrying about i suppose
0: yeah and uh you kind of notice now people are getting married like even my parents generation people get married a year later like they're getting married older and later on and Um, less people too I think less people and well uh, for sure um now people are they want to be absolutely certain they don't feel like the same even my parents talk about the pressure they felt at about 28 29 to get married and start your family so um what was it what was the timing that you were like this is this is when i want to propose why why then versus later or, or before
1: yeah no it's a good it's a good question i think uh i'd always told myself three years and i that's actually before i was in this relationship i just i've seen this data that's like yeah after like if you get married within the first year the divorce rate is like sky high if you get married yeah. after between the first and second year it's, it's still quite high uh but if you wait over three years that's typically like the, i think that's the main data point that connects to, to the divorce rate so it just seemed like the more intelligent thing to yeah. do we by the time we got engaged because we got engaged 2020 just before the the quarantine and everything
0: yeah you got to know each other
1: even more yeah yeah, so now it's essentially been six years that we've been dating before we got married but it was more of just yeah i think just giving it time just to because time tests all then we were living together then we were working together so i feel like we've already you know we've it's been stress tested to a lot of uncertainty
0: i i feel for my my relationship anyway we were together for two or three years before we moved in together and then we moved in together in canada and the I think that's the real moment you're like okay this could either work or not work when you like share a space together especially yep. your first place not always the biggest place yeah. and you're uh, you're on top of each other a little bit for the first time so that that for me i was like after years like, oh no i i love you and this is gonna work yeah. but before that that definitely i was like jesus you, you see them once a week on like a friday or saturday that's your best five yeah. hours you can but suddenly you're seeing them monday tuesday wednesday thursday so i think that for me i was like after that i was like this is kind of the, the stress test to know that's what i say to my friends as well when they're like she could be the one. Go yeah, well, yeah. Maybe go away for somewhere, live with them, and let's see what's going on.
1: Yeah, and I think if like, it, it helps if a few big life changes happen. You see how you cope together, yeah. whether it's moving or change of careers or things like that, yeah, yeah.
0: You said moving. that. obviously traveling in, in any way, but moving your whole life across into Europe from, from Houston. Um, just a little bit, what was the – obviously, there's multiple. But what was the, the initial reason to move from here, from from Houston?
1: Yeah. Well, so I I grew up in Boston actually, and nice. then that's where I met Julia. Then we moved to Austin together, and that was that was a big move. Yeah. It was a big move. Yeah, not as big as coming to Spain. It's a bit easier to manage. Uh, and then we bounced between Austin and Houston for like four or five years. Uh, so we we visited Spain a lot. We, we I mean my family's from here, so I come a couple times a year. Uh, we always liked the idea of living in Spain, but then I've lived in Madrid before actually, and in Sevilla before, oh, nice. and they're great okay. cities. They're beautiful, mm. but they they just they had they weren't. I didn't like picture myself living in those environments. Seville is beautiful for kind of like old school uh, mindset. Beautiful
0: retirement place. Seville. A lot of people say yeah. you know, like it's such a beautiful place to just walk around all day. It's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's like when you think of like a beautiful Spanish city, it's 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 Seville, but it's a bit of an older demographic of people who are living there. Like you're saying, it's uh, there's not necessarily like cool gyms people there. I don't even know if they know what YouTube is yet. You know what I mean? It's like an older school mindset. Yeah.
0: you you walking around with a, a DSLR down the main street. People are like, what is going on? They th- he thinks you are on
1: the news. Yeah, something like that. But uh, when we came to visit Marbella, it was actually like a year ago, last October. At first, we were like, this is a really cool place. Like, mm. the not, not just like, I know I mentioned the gyms, but the gyms, there's other people here doing this type of thing. It's international. Uh, Julia doesn't speak Spanish, so it, it also works. You can. There is more English than Spanish. You don't, you Spanish don't, you don't have to. They don't even try with you when you go and say "Hola." Oh, like, they go, "How you doing?
0: What would you like?" They, they know from looking at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it was a good, and then like the international aspect is really cool. You know, you meet a lot of different people doing different types of things. The weather, uh, you know, we we'd set ourselves up to a point where we could work remotely uh, with the different businesses <laughs> yeah. and, and YouTube, but we hadn't truly taken advantage of that. we yeah. were like, why not? Why not? You know,
0: you're in. Uh, this is, wasn't even one of my questions, but the. Um, I, since working with Bloom on and working remotely, I've you you only more so after the pandemic ended and people go back to work, it, the 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 ability to work from anywhere or have the ability to work from anywhere, I feel is is a huge, especially for like yourself and like in an influencer space, the ability to be able to go and like work with different people, get new faces on the channel, like uh, collaborate with different people is such a huge opportunity. Yeah. So, um. I guess for, for yourself, maybe one thing you're going to miss about living in Texas and America in general, and then one thing you're not going to miss.
1: Yeah. So I'd say one thing I miss. Don't would, say tacos, man. <laughs> well, I do miss tacos. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that out of the way. We'll get that yeah, out of we'll the way. Yeah, we'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, a place like, like Austin, which is like a brand new city, like, you know apple tesla facebook everybody has like their offices there so like a lot of like the newer tech things come there first yeah. and just as an example like if you pull up uber eats or doordash there's like 700 restaurants you could eat yeah. in, the, in the next 15 minutes here i open it up there's two restaurants and, and you know both of them say closed so. yeah you
0: get used to that yeah, yeah yeah
1: but i think that was part of the decision as well so on one hand it's there's not as much of those type of conveniences but on the other hand i think it forces you to have a little of a, a slower paced, more intentional life here that ends up being a bit more relaxed anyway. Mm. So it, it's also, it's a drawback, but it's also like a, a benefit as well.
0: Okay. And then um, the one thing, one of the biggest things I'd notice is right now in Texas, in Houston in particular, it's like a, like influencer, like playground right now. It seems to be that where a lot of people are going to collaborate, work with different people, set up businesses, obviously Land is there. And um, Number 1, did have you, you have you visited? I haven't. No. So we went to Texas for we worked at the Blue at the the Summer Shredding 3 years ago. We went yeah. and had a booth. It so was, was the Alpha League gym. Just right, before COVID when he he had started talking to us about I I need a bigger place. He's yeah. like they were like we're outgrowing the old gym already yeah. and he talked about some stuff but like I'd know and then when he dropped the thing I was like that's unbelievable. He didn't make it seem like it was that big a thing. That no, was quite big, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um number 1, are you going to obviously the um the friends and stuff that you have in Texas? Just what what do you kind of um what do you kind of make of the the success the Christians had with Alpha Land and like the um I guess the little hub of creators that are there now
1: Max etc all those kind of, and Charlie obviously having success there as well Yeah I think it's it's cool because it's the funny thing is it's not even Houston it's like Sugarland Sugarland Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is uh if it wasn't for a Christian it would just be another <laughs> suburb outside of Houston without anything rename it Guzmanville at some point. <laughs> Yeah yeah, yeah. Not that it's not nice but there there wouldn't be anything of note for like influencers or or, or people across the country but now you go there and there's you know, people in their twenties from across the country, all trying to to make it big. It's like mm-hmm. the new. It's almost like a new hub, almost like a Los Angeles or like Miami. Golds
0: in L.A. Now it's the one. There's one. You, yeah, I think people yeah. would be like, if, if we're gonna go shoot some content, they were like, well, let's get down to Houston and Sugarland and go to offline, and then let's go over to the West Coast. He's kind of like built a new place to stop. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's really impressive. I think it started with Alpha elite Uh, being big and alpha League, gym being a cool thing and then obviously when you created alpha land and if you're if you're someone who makes content you want to meet other people who are trying to get on that path and collaborate with them it there's definitely very little resistance when you're there to like filming videos or trying to like start a new business because everyone around you is doing it you know that being said i think some people just from being there like they trick themselves into thinking I'm just gonna like move to houston roll up to Land, and it's all gonna work and that's out that's it i'll just I'll, and i'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll be just, famous i'll just be day. huge yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> i get you but um, it's uh it definitely creates less resistance for it because you're surrounded by it
0: do you do you like the fact that you have your own little space now or like where you're carving out like a new area for yourself where you're not completely you're not just i guess another guy with the camera in and yeah. Land. you kind of get a chance to kind of build your own space and work with some new people i'm sure that can be the case when it's you go into the gym and there's twenty five videographers all shoot with different people all the time. It can probably be a little bit like some over overwhelming at points, you know?
1: Yeah, that's I've kind of always felt because when I started in Boston, is Boston is all people trying to be like doctors or lawyers. It's more of like an old school yeah, mindset yeah. there. So when I started there, there was no one there was no other YouTubers there in our in my space. Brandon Harden was in there for a bit because I met him the first time there, but that's not where he's from. He was just Shut dating? Up, Brandon. Yeah, d- dating a girl there at the time. Uh but in Austin it was also I mean, Nick Bear's there. He's not right in Austin. He's a bit north of it. But it's there's there's other creators. It just runs to Houston from his house. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, he probably does and back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I've always kind of liked being having a little bit of my own space. Mm-hmm. So I also I think I like that aspect of here. Even though Houston, to be fair, like I'm, you know I miss I miss the guys there, especially Max. Shout out Max, but uh, but everybody. Well, I, yeah, Max will
0: come. He was here this summer, wasn't he? He came, he came over to, for for the wedding of the he wedding. On. He was here last month. Well, not in Marbella, but in Cimic. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and have you liked them um, obviously i'm sure rob has shown you showing you the ropes he's kind of the yeah he's yeah. like the official tour guide for influencers in uh in marbella now so
1: yeah he's in ireland this week but we've been we've been seeing a lot of rob he's a good guy
0: we're trying to organize and um, we were talking about when he got his house done we do like a live from villa Lipstick podcast yeah, yeah. where we talk about the process we're trying to shoot that next week so that's awesome good luck to you guys we'll try and do that um i want to talk about youtube a little bit if that's okay of course um number one uh when you started youtube obviously you've kind of uh, for people who haven't seen your channel, you do like um, like men's advice content uh, paired with fitness content, paired with lifestyle content. Like you kind of just carved into exactly what you're interested in and just made videos that. Or interesting to you? Yeah. Um. Who did you watch that kind of inspired you to to start watching YouTube or making your own videos?
1: Yeah, I think like Elliot Hulse is always the name that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like the king of uh, the men's self improvement, yeah. right? So I, he was definitely when I was in like tough spots or when I was starting my self improvement journey. Every morning I'd watch like three Elliot. Oh yeah, I'd even rewatch him. I just rewatch Elliot Hulse videos. So I think on one hand, that content. On the other hand, was that what? That's what got me started. But then I started seeing like Max and Christian, for example, to make these like cinematic videos out of just just the, the regular day, right? Yeah. So I, I tried to kind of combine them into like a, a mixture where at first the videos I built the channel on were like day in the life videos, some drone shots, maybe a workout edit, but it was, giving, it was giving advice just broken up throughout the video. And at first when people watched it, there was a lot of comments like, like bro, just give us the tips. We don't need, need to see your day. But then I think that's also what differentiated me and allowed me to carve out the space was that combo.
0: I think you, one thing I've noticed from watching, I watched the exact same kind of people when I was, um, when I first started watching YouTube and then particularly Max and Christian, those guys. Uh, fans build a very strong bond with the people who they take like life advice from, I've kind of found, yeah. versus like a prank channel that you watch or a vlog channel you watch. Do, yeah. you, do you find that a lot of your comments and messages are like, dude, you really help? Like, uh, not just, hey, I laugh so much at this video, it, but like, hey, this advice kind of changed my life or changed my way of
1: thinking. Do you get a lot of those with the type of content yeah, you do? Yeah, no, I'm yeah, humbled to say that yes, yeah. I think that uh, a lot of people, at, at least there's a, there's definitely a core audience that's been following for years and I think that, uh, you know, if anything, being able to, yeah, yeah, I think I, I, I try to be very vulnerable and share like some of my lowest points in my life and different points and I think that you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to have been able to have the reach to when other people were in certain points that maybe they were able to find a connection to to that and then see the progression that can be made from there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hundred. I this is kind of interesting because I actually went to Boston. We shot a Bloom On segment with Gordon Hayward when he played for the Celtics. Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So when we went there, um, we were kind of chatting after we went for dinner and stuff. And um, it's interesting because you just because it came up, he was talking about um, the 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 kind of guys you'd run with i was talking about boston that uh, compared to irish places and i was like yeah. he was like yeah quite similar he's like a lot of guys guys yeah. so uh, like masculinity wise when you were growing up it was a very classic masculinity from boston and now like you kind of see the um the the shift right now in mindsets or or the way people view masculinity is it is it different now because you grew up in boston you kind of have a different way of looking at it
1: that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's
0: quite similar. I found Boston very similar to obviously a huge Irish contingent there. Yeah, but yeah, The yeah, very, mindset of the guys is very similar versus yeah. you go to LA, just slightly different, and that's why. It's totally yeah, to Boston,
1: you know. Boston people are a little more. They're a little more rough around the edges. I think a little more rough around the edges. So, Character. Yeah, I grew up just south of the city, but I, I mean, I lived in Boston for. I mean, from when I was eighteen to twenty-eight or something, so I, I lived there as well a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have like the 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 educated class who are really trying to be like the doctors and the lawyers like I talked about right. then you have the more gritty side of the city so perhaps I haven't thought about that the subconsciously maybe that's, that's more the the more aggressive type of masculinity yeah. that that I've been that we've been exposed to
0: it's it's only when you travel I think and you yeah. see lots of ways lots of different ways people grow up it's just some things that I'd be like totally accustomed to from living in Ireland or any of those things that I'd be like I wouldn't take second nature at but some people you know sitting they're like oh my god that was
1: well, yeah, I think when people in, in public a lot of times, and I know part of this is a feminine masculine thing, but, you know, someone cuts us off in the car or someone yells something at you or we have the dogs and they're yelling yeah. at us. And Julia gets all a little bit shook up about it. And I just, and maybe some part of that's from Boston. And just, yeah. I remember if, even in Boston, sometimes was filming across the road and having people rolling their car, cars down and saying words that I, I won't say on your podcast. You're fucking do it, man. <laughs> yeah. You good, Bob?
0: <laughs> I found uh I found Boston in general. Uh it was incredibly clean when I was there. It was one thing I didn't realize. We walked into downtown, it was beautiful. Yeah. So it was
1: um was a bit of a more European feel than yeah, most of the most yeah. of the US cities.
0: And it was uh we went yeah, we went in the winter. Jesus Christ.
1: The winter is not a good place to Holy be in there. Yeah, the wrong not time. Taking the piss. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> in terms of being a creator, uh you you're at the state now where obviously I like every creator wants to be at where you are you are self sustained through making content. Uh I I just want to make sure that like because it's so aspirational for so many people, people kind of don't see it as, I guess number one, a difficult profession or something you have to put a lot of time into. Yeah. Um, but obviously now, like I obviously make content for a living. I'm trying to build my own stuff now. It's a huge amount of work that doesn't stop. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what what are, I guess is what some of the things that you find difficult about this as a as a profession, some things that are like day to day difficulties that
1: people might not get to see. Yeah, I mean, well, I think one thing is this is one of the most now, yeah, obviously when you think of the creator just filming videos, making money, like it sounds great. And, and it is great. It is great. I love it. But this is one of the most like intensely competitive segments, like trying to make money and build a business or a following is now it's extremely competitive. There's a lot yeah. easier ways to make money out there at this point. I mean, I would say that it also to build, because like you mentioned, you can make prank videos and you and, and probably, you know, I lived in, I don't know in the in the ice cube or for seven days yeah, or something yeah. strange, and, and you can get a I lot set of. Set myself
0: on fire for twenty four hours. Yeah, so exactly. Uh,
1: and those videos will get a bigger audience because they have a mass appeal, and you will make good AdSense money from that. But you're not, and you probably know this because you you help do brand deals with yeah. with Bond. Ball. I also know it from from my own businesses and from other business owners. Those people aren't necessarily moving a lot of product because they don't have a bought in audience. So to to really create an audience that, that, that will buy because they trust you, right? Because they've developed a deeper bond with you. Like we talked about earlier, that's like years of consistency to get there. You know, that's, it's not, it's easy to look at the end and say, Oh, well, you can just mention this and a lot of people will buy it. And that's great. But to like building an audience and, and maintaining it's even tougher because now that I have the businesses, my, my YouTube has declined uh, in terms of like the views we're getting. It's declined a bit. Now it's not Something that, that I lose sleep over is it's the core audience. We've also built the businesses. My focus has been split. But it's, it's, the competition doesn't go away. Just because you you, get, you build your channel up to 50,000, 100,000, 150,000 views, doesn't, it's not going to sustain itself without like constant innovation in terms of the content. It's tough to, to do it over a prolonged period of time and, and continue to you know, create things that feel fresh and different and give the viewer like a reason to watch it.
0: One thing I definitely want to credit with you is so many people now will get 50,000, I just said 50,000 subscribers in like, and maybe they've done three videos that blew up and they got 10,000 followers overnight. And the first thing they'll do is be like, okay, what can I sell them? Do you know what I mean? Let me set up a business. What can I sell them? And for you, you've built your channel up to like over a million subscribers. And throughout your whole channel, like from digging through it, you've launched two businesses this year that waited, do you know what I mean? Like you waited... You you weren't rushed at any point to be like, I'm I, I need to jump on this now. You were like, I'm gonna continue to build my audience. Well yeah. Do you know what I mean? Make videos I wanna do and when the time is right, then I'll be able to monetize it into a business, you know?
1: Yeah, and unless you're someone who's creating content that like lends itself to to doing some type of coaching. And I know some people do that for fitness, some people do that for business, because with that you don't need a, a huge following. You I mean you need to have a, a good program and a lot of sales a lot of sales experience, but uh oh, there oh we go. God. It came right down.
0: Sorry, we can leave it there. I will get it. It's,
1: it's coming at you know.
0: now. <laughs> oh, I got it on camera. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I will. Is. We'll check that out later.
1: So hold on. <laughs> it don't take a second <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ! i falling apart. Sorry about that.
1: You know, I'm talking about apart here. Uh, my, my my point being, I think there's so much money in sponsorships now, and in so many brands who are actively looking to sponsor you that I wouldn't even worry about creating your own product until you have not just sponsors offering you. Pay per post, but coming back to 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 continue sponsoring you because that means on the back ends that you're generating sales, and at that point you don't. It's no longer a risk. Should I start a business or not? You you kind of kind of understand based on the rates that you're being paid that if I launch my own thing now, I can expect a similar, maybe a you know higher bit of a higher conversion because it's my product instead of someone else's. But there's no need to jump the gun, and that's something that that yeah. When I first started on YouTube, of course I hoped down the road it would make money, but it wasn't my goal. Like week one month one year one it was more like you need to focus on putting out content that, that what people want to come back for and then down the line if if the you know if you're successful it'll pay off but i, I tried to show you know I, when i first had my blog not with youtube when i first had my like a written blog before
0: yeah, like that's old school shit that's people, old, some people watching this would be like a what a blog yeah, yeah. yeah
1: a written blog yeah. where we wrote articles uh i back then i would try to launch like fitness courses or confidence courses and I put months of work into it and I'd launch it and it would be you know, a $1,000 launch, which for a couple months of work, is not, that's not enough money to live on really. And that's when I kind of decided to, I'm not gonna sell anything. When I started on YouTube, the decision was I'm not gonna sell anything this year. I'm just gonna focus on making videos. You know, I've saved up enough money, I can just focus only on this. And if after one year we don't see any traction at all, and maybe I'll go back to like a, a software job, but that was the only time that I finally started getting momentum and building an audience is when I stopped caring about the financial aspect of it, at least for the short term. It's funny how that works, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and you just mentioned there your software job. I, I, one thing I was I was quite blown away by, even when I met you with Rob and we shot that time, yeah, yeah. your quality of your content is really, really good. Thank you. So you're, you shoot, I, I see it's, it's either. It's either yourself, so uh, obviously you're both, you're both shooting, um, you shoot for each other and you shoot each other's content, but you, I never see you with like a videographer and then the video we shot in Rob, with Rob that day that I shot something and you guys shot something yeah. with Julia, yeah. your content looks better than mine. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I swear to God. So I, I was watching it, I was like, the grade is beautiful. You shot, even in, in Paddle, I saw you shot some stuff for Edge. Yeah. It's really hard to get photos in there because there's a big glaring sun when you're outside. You got
1: to know the right angle to take it. That you got to know yeah. the right angle yeah. to take. And <laughs> I was like, at
0: shot. I was, I've taken shots of Rob there, and he's like, yeah, it kind of a lot of a lot of shine. And I'm like, well, yeah, we're outside. It's not easy to do. And then I see yours, perfect lighting the whole way across. I was like, D- it's just really impressive. Did you did you learn that kind of stuff or like well, I guess editing and stuff from um, being in your software job and being comfortable with computers stuff like that? I think
1: that helped. Yeah, I think that you know when I first opened up Premiere Pro, because I know other people they said what do you use to edit? I said, oh, Premiere Pro, yeah. and they come back to me bro i I opened it up, and there's there's so many different things that like where, bro, how do like I st- bars? how yeah. do I even start the the process so yeah. I think that being comfortable with uh, code and things like that made that feel a bit simpler to yeah. me to to get into it, but I mean, I didn't at first the, if you look at the old videos, they're not color graded well. I was shooting on all auto settings on the camera. Yeah. I think it was more of the two videos a week, and each video, especially the first few years, each video asking myself, okay, what's like a small way I can make this better and you know you'll start to learn where to expose the shots when you're sitting, you know, just, just sit anywhere. If it's the shade, you're going to treat it differently than if it's direct sunlight. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I have had a full-time videographer work for me in the past, but then I realized that I, I, for YouTube, I enjoy, I feel more intimate if I'm filming and editing the videos, but we do for like edge uh, content, we will outsource some of that to other influencers and, and their videographers as well. And photographers.
0: I remember um, it, it's interesting how, how, how that works. Did you find you, uh, you kind of, I suppose when someone is a full-time videographer, you, you're you you're kind of at the disposal of them at times. And like also financially, if you can afford to have someone shooting the whole time. So you being able to, at worst comes to worst, if you're like, I need to shoot all the edge shit myself yeah. and everything. You could do that to a standard that you're happy with. Yes. Where yeah. like so many people wouldn't have that option. So um, have you found that as an advantage to you being able to be like, hey, let's go out, Julie, let's go shoot some shots right now. I need to get some shots of this. You don't yeah. need to go and find yeah. some dude
1: you know you can do it. Yeah, no. It was in the past, like we 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 would have we either have the full time videographer, or even after that, when when we parted ways with him, it, then we would like, fly some influencers in, and then hire like a videographer to also come in and do the shots. And it was, I mean, that's that's how most clothing companies do it, and, and it's fine. But but I wanted to find an even I guess easier way to do it because managing photo shoots is never fun. It's right. it's tiring, and there's a lot of content to edit. So now the way we do it is we'll get you know. Uh, uh, photo set of the the clothes ahead of time. Me and Julia will shoot myself wearing it, and then we'll send another photo set or two to a different influencer or to who has their own videographer and photographer. Then in parallel, we can we can shoot the clothing. We end up paying. The same we would end up paying to have a videographer ourselves do it and rent out space or fly people out. And it's it saves us a lot of time.
0: You get like diverse locations as well. So like as long as you have, yeah, I guess so when you're looking at you're probably looking to build your roster. We'll talk a little more about the yeah. start, but just as it's come up with Edge, you're trying to build influencers now. Do you... You obviously take big note in the quality of their content and like hey this guy could shoot stuff that could be website worthy or like on our official youtube channel so do you look at that and be like because that's a huge yeah help on the content well, side well especially
1: now where it's tougher to find especially in the clothing uh segment where there's a lot of competition for influencers it's it's a bit more difficult to, uh, to we have some old some influencers that have been with us for for you know a year plus who convert well but it's been tough with newer ones but yeah that's one of the more valuable things is if they can shoot and provide good content that, that that we can actually utilize on our Instagram page or our website or for Facebook ads. That's sometimes that's more of a value add than biz that's that's pretty for that's black and white. Like they they can give it to you. That's not the sales. That, you know who knows what's that's gonna it, happen.
0: It's another asset. It's definitely something we looked at at Bloom on was like, hey, if we're not gonna be able to, you know, shoot all the content we like, we don't have our own salon and all that kind of stuff right yeah, now. Yeah this dude, David, mm. his shit looks better than the shit I shoot anyway. <laughs> and so, like, what, what, you know, it made total sense. So that's obviously, um, yeah, a, a big advantage. Um, in terms of your b- brands, yeah. you kind of mentioned a lot of competition in both in Gaines Club, which is your supplements company, yeah. Eddard Store, which is your yeah. power company. Um, have you Has it always been like, these are the things I want to get into? As you said, you've had a lot of time to be like, when I do launch a business, I want to make sure it's what I want. Were those the two things you were like, I, I could do those well? Did you see Max doing... Candy. Yeah. Completely yeah. out of the box in yeah. a completely different thing and obviously having great success with it yeah. because he was passionate
1: about it. Yes. Um so what yeah, what was the thoughts between having those two? So the clothing was something that I always liked the idea of and that we, yeah. Edge we launched back like the end of twenty eighteen. So yeah. that's had some 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 time to mature a bit more in terms of the business model and like the uh the supply chain and everything. Uh in retrospect I might I don't know if I would have I don't know if I would have done a clothing brand because you gotta really each drop is 50 75 skews like you know between the different colorways the different sizes inventory management is It's like a constant stress because either things don't sell as well and now we're paying the the warehouses The uh, storage fees and at some point we have to like black friday's coming up So we'll move a lot of things then or things sell better than you expect and if you had another 5,000 units you could continue running ads to it and continue making profits So it's you're like kicking yourself it's very rare that that you're like oh the inventory works out perfectly you know that it basically doesn't happen and it's a constant challenge and then there's also like a constant expectation at least when you have these like drop based brands it's kind of like a constant expectation you create for yourself that like we need to always have like new designs coming out as well um so it's it's not the the best business to be in in retrospect now that we're here I'm, i'm happy we've done it i'm excited to keep growing it a lot of we've worked out a lot of the problems but uh Supplements is that I, I don't really I, I can't say that we've we know we've had the first drop and that did well but we haven't really taken it anywhere from there so I can't really say too much on that yet and um, kind of interesting
0: interesting you kind of you you kind of said it. Uh, with with the gains club now uh, was there things obviously you've had a great chance to sample all this so or sample all like multiple pre workouts all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying stuff and you're you're when even before gains, would you notice things? Do you're like I wish I had a little more of this, a little more of this?
1: Yeah, so I worked with Transparent Labs uh, and they have a very good like formula for their products, but their whole thing is that they're naturally flavored and because of that they don't taste as good as you know other competitive brands. And so I worked with them for years. They're the one of there's the first sponsor I ever worked with and it was tough for me to part ways with them but they they did a couple collab products with me but it didn't it wasn't really on brand for them to do artificial flavoring sometimes I kind of like fight them and get them to to do it once or twice mm-hmm. but it just seemed like i felt like i could do really good formulas like theirs with artificial flavoring and now we're also after the first drop again we're figuring out you know how do we differentiate from here because the everyone every supplement company is shouting how the, their formula is the best. And ours really is the best for the pre-workout if, if you like break down the ingredient panel. But it doesn't matter to a sense because if everyone else is saying the same thing, then the indie user doesn't know what 1500 milligrams of nitrogen versus this. You know, they don't, it doesn't It doesn't necessarily mean anything. So we're that's the next step. The launch will well. It's selling well organically to my audience. But like to, to, to grow this into something else, we're trying to figure out how do we differentiate this. Uh,
0: my missus ordered some uh, fucking like just like regular supplements from a, a company in the UK um, just like a load of new vitamins stuff like that got to think through it was like hey it's got turned back yesterday after a month They're like dude fuck nah, dude, that had all Spain,
1: the stuff Spain it's, it's not like foods food food anything food related yeah. anyway just <laughs> turn it away
0: <laughs> yeah man that was one thing it even not d- ideal, we took us uh, Jesus I'd say it took us Five or six bloom on shipments. That's why I got our stuff sent to me no, rather but, than No, no, no. When you said
1: that, I was like, it's a lot better. Because
0: uh, it took it took our shipping team, like, five or six sh- shipments over here to be like, oh, okay, you got to send it this way, through this, through this. Because I was like, if we send yeah. one to Rob, one to you, one to me, one will get w- through. Yeah, you and might get like, lucky. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, um, so they, they know us now. Uh, apparently what she's done is built a bit of a relationship with someone in Correos that she can, like, uh, email. So that might be the move. Mm. But it's, uh, for, like, notorious shit it's
1: show. So I have Everything else has been easy. So, well easy that it will come but sometimes they throw a random charge yeah. at you but that's I guess that's how it is that's the game yeah
0: yeah um, yeah so we were, we were obviously we were talking about one thing I want to say about uh, Gains Club I love the branding thank you I think it looks great yeah, I think we, it we tried to a differentiate it yeah, yeah I, think I think you did a most good job brands of that.
1: are like really loud or like just matte black and at first I was like let's do matte black but then we were working with uh, we hired like a design agency who's designed a lot of the other big brands like no we need to make this different so yeah. it's different it's different I think it looks great I like I think, it yeah. I
0: think uh that was the, the, pretty much the first thing I look at with with product is that, that first shot when it's in your hand. How does it stand out? And you did a great job of standing out. Um, Thank you. One of the... A uh, couple of questions I had about just uh, creating-wise before we finish with your business stuff. Actually, you kind of mentioned this. Was it harder than you expected? Which part? Uh, so I guess... Uh, supplements versus clothing you kind of said already the clothing was was more difficult
1: um yeah i mean right now the clothing feels easier because we have initial we have a customer base we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have a like paid ad strategy we have we understand the content creation but again we're 4 years in now so it's a, it's a bit it's not a fair comparison supplements is it's simpler because if you're ordering pre-workout you're not going to return your pre-workout because it doesn't fit you you know like it's it's going to fit in yeah. your shaker bottle it's not yeah. it's not going to not fit uh, and it's, it's simpler because it's not, I don't have to order a, a small, a medium, a large, an extra large uh, pre-workout size. It's just it's, it's one size. So I think if we can figure it out at scale, that the actual management will be far easier. But right now, it's the harder of the – I mean, inventory management, those things, they suck. Yeah. But there's a solution. There's a clear solution. Mm-hmm. If you can work, you can work through it. When you're trying to differentiate a brand and get, give it legs – it's not uh, it's not so obvious it 's not so obvious
0: I think um uh, one thing i've i've noticed'm watching all the uh, every creator start their apparel business at some point where there 's like max at Everford, all those things they all talk about. early days and the mistakes they make that that led them to like now we have a system that works great so i guess it's it's just like a necessary part of the process is that first learning learning how to skew learning what your customer base is yeah i think it's unavoidable at a point you know
1: and one thing that just if anyone is watching who has a clothing business or any business but one thing we didn't even really pay attention to until we worked with a a different marketing agency you helped me understand this is which of your products consistently sells the best i don't know man like we just order the same amount of joggers as t-shirts and as tank tops and some some sell out some don't and then you dig through the data and it's like wait joggers always sell out in the first two weeks and tank tops don't sell out until black friday the next year like we should be ordering a lot more joggers and, and that's what we've realized over the past years that we're basically a joggers business that gets people in the door that's what people buy and then the other products are more like compliments but it's really it takes it's it, if you're any type of business but it's gonna be the same with supplements is it the protein that's people coming in the door for or is it the pre workouts? Then you know, let's focus the ad spend on pre workout if, or joggers if people are going to be more likely to come back and make another purchase if their first purchase is joggers versus shorts or something. I think for me, just from
0: a European side, my protein were that they had Impact Whey Protein in a bag when yeah. I was like thirteen, going into rugby and stuff. And I went onto their website because they had the cheapest way you could buy because it was in a bag. There yeah. was no tubs, as I could go on there. And now you go on their website. Branded lost, yeah. They branded anything. They branded the apparel is there every kind of vitamin stuff. But the the thing I remember going onto the website and they had impact whey protein and like loads of flavors. But that was their thing, and they just marketed that like crazy. So it, it just fell to your point, and then you build off yeah. that.
1: Well, Gainesville. But first, I was rushing to uh, let's launch. You know, let's launch BCAAs. Let's launch greens. Let's launch a multivitamin. Let's launch creatine. And uh, I'm I am doing this with a, a partner who owns a couple other supplement brands, and that's not going to be the game plan now the game plan now is let's let's launch a few main SKUs a few main products that we can that can move that can work for paid ads and then from there down the line slowly add things or, or not because you look at some brands like athletic greens and they've blown up in the last few years and they Everywhere. sell one product yeah, yeah, yeah they sell one product mm. even uh, I don't know I was watching Max did a podcast with Nick Bear, and their their business now is it's exploded over the last few years and it's their greens and their reds and not that there's only going to be greens but like that uh the point is you know you might have a lot of you might waste a lot of time yeah. developing paying for to produce and sitting on inventory of other products and then like people can go get a multivitamin anywhere they can go on amazon they can find any multivitamin you know you need to find which is like the the product that can get people in the door
0: and you you've had very good success with your with your joggers what what do you what do you think people like about them more than others
1: yeah that's a good question i mean we have a good like a a good variety of joggers you know know, cargo joggers non-cargo joggers some have a different type of ankle cuff some are different material you know some are more cotton fabric uh i think we do a good job of getting the fit right i think a lot of companies either have way too tight joggers or way too baggy looking old sweats and i think we have we have a, a good a good basic fit that we that we build the variety off of and i think we've you know, we've gone through some materials that are better than others. That's a big part of the game, too, is finding, like, the right fabric, the right stitching patterns. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a combination to find the right fit, the right fabrics, and also we, we tend to launch pretty, like, minimal colorways, so it's easy for someone to be like, oh, instead of, I won't just get black. You know, I'll get black and the, you know, the olive green and the, the darker it's all brown. about the fits, now Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: even, the, even in, like, um, you notice, like, in, like, offline stuff, people are wearing, like, matching sets and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how everything's become so, like uniform and everyone wants to buy like i'll get the matching this and that will be that day and that'll be that day yeah yeah do you find yourself in the gym looking at people stuff guys are wearing there was
1: well, so yeah yes but here it's very different because right now in in houston like very much this uh i'd say the anaka power and also the other one is it says wolves on it it's uh it's not called wolves people dark sport i think it's called yeah yeah both of those, they're not the same, but they're similar and they're very loud. Yeah, uh, it's a lot about these loud mesh shorts. I love Anacker's brand, when I think yeah. it's so interesting. No, no, it was, it was very, it's well done as well. And executed, you guys as well love done.
0: pump covers. Is a
1: big thing in America. Like, otherwise, yeah. these huge. Like,
0: or like half ripped, three-quarter no. length jumpers. You know. Yeah,
1: think? so people have the crazy shorts and the really big pump covers. That's if you're in Houston or even in a lot of parts of the states probably. But here, that's not here's not the same. Here's right polos bit, and short shorts. Yeah. Here, it's a bit more simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we, and the loud things aren't my style. So like that's another thing. Is Edge is not meant to be like a, a hype brand, and I think if we're, we're I think we're positioned more somewhere in between like an Alpha Lead and a cuts and an ASRV, where it's more like a it's it's clothed made you know to, to have an athletic fit and, and show off yeah. the physique, but in a more slightly more professional, elegant way. You know, that's something
0: th- you could wear off. you could also wear outside the gym. You know yeah, I mean? you could wear it out for drinks. October, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the um. That's obviously another advantage of having like a diverse group of influencers you work with. You can send them out and test the waters with different stuff. What do you think of this color? What do you think of this color? Because for you, you might see, like for example, I don't wear like a lot of yellows or oranges. Yeah. Just because that doesn't look great on me, I, I could potentially, if I had a brand, be like, well, we'll just do our blacks and grays, because yeah. subconsciously that's what I wear. Well,
1: blacks and grays sell the best, yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. my experience. Yeah. Especially joggers. One thing we've learned is bright color joggers, even if it's like a, a cream or like a, a white or a light gray, people on average people don't want light colored joggers yeah. they want darker joggers
0: you can you can go a little I, I, you can go a little more color crazy with the uh the leggings and stuff for the for like for the guys a lot of guys i see now it's black and black and gray joggers or yeah. olive i see a lot of olive now yeah. I have a pair of olive black
1: ones. like a darker gray olive are definitely the the top the top three movers and then sometimes you can get like not a tan but tan's bright but you get like a darker like yeah, that, the brown nude, the nude is yeah. in now as well they're lovely yeah.
0: Um, you kind of said this. Uh, is there any other uh, businesses that you'd like to get into? Anything else on that, or are you like? I'm just gonna fucking kill these two right now. Well,
1: right now I got it. We got We really got to get Gains Club off the ground. Edge yeah. is, Edge has is a good trajectory. We have like a good understanding. Gains Club needs more attention. We also have the Beastly app, but that again, that's ra- ra- that's rather self-sustaining because we developed that with like a German company. We've it's it's a good app that now it can be more just releasing new training programs, and we, have, we actually have a coaching program for dating, but that's not uh, that's more like that's more intimate that's not meant yeah. to be done at a huge scale it's a bit more intimate
0: you're getting uh, you're hitting it in all heads though which is great because you hear people being like oh I have I'm I'm in like the apparel game but like there's so much that can be done on the online space with the coaching side right now and you're well, like just the digital products
1: and services is a straight profit I mean well I say that there's 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 expenses but it's not the same expenses and we have it's employees and side, coaches right? yeah but you don't have to put up. You know 100k in for the next set of inventory that's not that doesn't that's not doesn't exist so it's it's nice to be differentiated or like at least to have a diversification yeah
0: mm. Um. another thing about um it, would you would you say that living in in spain now that you'll still visit the states regular not regularly but like do you think maybe once a year when once every two years you'll still try and make yeah
1: buy? probably more than probably a few times a year because julia's family's also still there of course so we'll probably i imagine three times a year you know, we'll go over swing by Boston, New Hampshire, see Julia's family. Swing down to Texas, see the boys down there, and that'll probably be the main the main circuit. Yeah,
0: that's mad that you have a yeah you have a, you have a lap you do now when you go home. You know, and <laughs> yeah. um, more so on like your 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 lifestyle side. Um, how have you have you found that your the way you work and the lifestyle has changed slightly since you moved here? Or you how do you have you work? Do you usually work the same way?
1: Uh, well, it's a bit. The time change is what makes it the biggest difference because yeah. everyone we work with is six to uh, nine hours behind from mm. east coast to west coast in the states. So that's been the biggest challenge. But I think there's a way that it can be more beneficial because now this time and and for the first half of the day, it's, no one's emailing it's all me. you, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like in dark mode. You know, no one's really because I don't really work with people in European times. Some people, but not as many. So it, it can be easier to dive in, film a video, dive in, edit a video without having like a distraction every 20 minutes mm. the challenge is you know last night i was at like uh, my cousin's place he was having a little halloween get-together and then i, I kind of have to step aside take a call for 30 minutes because it's 4 p.m still in mm. in texas or something you know
0: i I found it's nice I, I like being able to wake up with like a bunch of messages from bloom on dig through those for the first half of the day with nothing else coming in and yeah. then you kind of have a chance to digest whatever you had to like figure out for that day and then you when you meet them you've already got it all thought through instead of having to brainstorm together you're like hey i've been thinking about this for an hour yeah. these are my thoughts and then she can come back and talk about it on her side so that was definitely an advantage i i felt because we're obviously in canada our whole team is vancouver yeah yeah yeah. so we um, like i my call is half eight to half nine tonight and that's just the way it's been
1: you just got to use it to yeah. your advantage and it, yes yeah, it's, it's a little inconvenient sometimes with the nighttime calls but aside from that because i do so much work uh we do we, we do have employees and agencies we work with because because i'm my set of work that I do is a lot is just me, and it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter, you know, where it's where it's done. Yeah.
0: Do you find um Do you find you're more productive in the mornings when you work? Do you like Do you like getting up first thing, or do you like to train in the morning? What do what, What's your morning routine like?
1: Uh, no, I like to work. I like to, uh, the first thing. I'll usually talk with Julie just to review. Okay, what's you know for each of the businesses, what's the next thing that has to be done? Because otherwise, that's the challenge with the multiple businesses is sometimes you can focus just on one and realize, wait, we just left this one behind, you know. So mm-hmm. like doing a little review of each of the businesses and making sure that. We're 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 focusing on what we should be focusing on that day, because there's always things to be done. And the the challenge for me is sometimes I'll just start doing work to do work, and not that it's not important, but it might be a lot less important than something else.
0: It's it's it's. Do you find that um having Julia there to be able to kind of bounce ideas off, and also she obviously knows the space very well. Yeah. Um. Do you find it helpful to have someone you can kind of
1: just bounce things back and forth with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. I mean, that's she does a lot of different things to help out um with the different businesses, but probably the most valuable is having it's like a second brain because mm. she under she's been you know we've been together since before the YouTube channel well since before it started to grow at least and before all the businesses so she understands everything as well as anyone else yeah yeah
0: she'll obviously probably help when when you do dig into the edge female female line she'll obviously no one no one knows more yeah. about leggings I'd say and, <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. the, the the perfect crop top manufacturing <laughs> yeah. than Julius that's great yeah 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 and um, kind of just on as you kind of mentioned there she's kind of seen your your growth from you know small youtube channel with no businesses to now uh i guess i guess how does it feel to have been able to do that together with her and be able to grow it to be grow it as a team be able to work together so closely
1: well it's it's uh it's special it's special not that uh well especially today you know i think there's a with all the red pill stuff there's there is a bit of hesitance to commit to one girl there's a bit of skepticism and just in general about relationships and i know from other not that you know i know people far more successful than me but when you successful guys i know are even more skeptical about uh you know meeting girls and what their true intentions may be so to me that's something i never have to worry about because julia was with me when i was broke making no money and uh so it's it's special that we we've both grown a lot together she's grown a lot as well we both push each other a lot so it's been uh it's been like a special journey we've had together yeah
0: amazing man okay i've got some lighthearted questions to finish off and then we'll we'll be done bro all right no sounds good i'm enjoying it Um, one thing that i i kind of ask everyone uh it's kind of a bullshit question people ask but i find it tells me a lot about the person yeah uh who's like three people if you could sit down and have a meal with three people who would you have a meal with dead or alive
1: dead or alive that's a lot of people to think about um I'll say Marcus Aurelius. I got him on the the arm, but he's nice, like the, okay. the, uh, the the key the key Stoic uh, philosopher. And That's why we do the dead ones. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. have that kind of shit. Because I'll I'll throw him in there. Uh, Kanye. I'm fascinated by Kanye. Obviously, he he's been in the news a lot lately for not the, the most positive things, but I still uh, he's always been an inspiration for me in the sense that he was someone who I don't know if you've seen the documentaries have, on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, he, he was always told that he couldn't do the next thing, and he's like, oh, I... I can't be a rapper, and then he became, you know, arguably the greatest rapper. Oh, I can't get into fashion, and then, and I know now he, I think he's lost his uh, his Adidas deal, but like he took Adidas from a company that really wasn't that Doing popular anything. to the most popular. Um, so yeah, he he constantly breaks down barriers, gets outside of his comfort zone. Uh, it would be interesting guy to talk to for other other reasons as well. Did you, did
0: you, I heard someone saying he uh, he w- was telling I can't remember who was saying it. he was like I was talking to Kanye back when he was like. Doing the music scene, he was making his album with Jay, and he's like, "I'm gonna make these shoes." Yeah. And he's like, "These shoes are gonna be the biggest thing," and he drew him out a little piece of paper, and they had like the weird like shape. It was like square in here with the big thing. It's gonna be the biggest thing ever. It's gonna be ribbed at the bottom. Yeah, and yeah. People are like, dude, he's losing his fucking mind. Yeah. Sure enough, he does it. So Yeezys, like, yeah. the guy is with without doubt, I'm obviously like yeah. dudes, outspoken, all that kind of stuff. One of the most influential artists of our generation, I, I think, 100. Well, percent One of the
1: most influential, just creative people 100%. that have ever lived, probably. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Even if you go back and listen to his one of his um, my beautiful dark twisted fantasies This is best like, my best top album. three albums yeah, of all yeah. time so like you listen to that even every his-
1: song on that
0: is slaps is a
1: banger every single song on that album
0: yeah, I, I i went even i listened to donda there before it might not yeah. be like i'm not hugely into all like the hugely religious rap music yeah. in hip-hop but the production on those yeah um he has a song on it called come to life on that album and i'm listening to it and there's like organs and yeah i think yeah. like, the production on this is unbelievable that he hears this yeah he even had crazy. the
1: jesus is king uh, album maybe four years ago now no. very, very religious not normal type of music i listen to but it was. I could still listen to that album. Close, closed, back. On Sundays, yeah, Close closed on, on Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Chick Fil A. Yeah, man. Um, and the third one, we got Marcus and Kanye. Who's 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 going to be the third one, man? It's already. Oh, it's already an interesting dinner table. <laughs> I don't know. I might say like Elon Musk or someone. I was
0: just about to say what about like Elon or yeah, It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah. That was funny shit, man, when he brought the the sink into the Twitter offices. Did you see that? I haven't seen that yet. He he obviously bought Twitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He brought a sink, a physical sink from the bathroom and tweeted, like a video of him walking in and a tweet saying, let that sink in. Yeah, yeah. That's the funniest shit I've seen, man. He's, He's an interesting cat, man.
1: He's another one people are very opinionated about, but another person who's... Change the world maybe more than anyone else alive right One now of the greatest brains yeah. in
0: history which is remarkable
1: i miss my we had a tesla in, in in texas as well do you miss it i miss it i miss it uh,
0: the 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 thing i've heard is great about the is well i the guess charging stages, network the charging networks. yeah so
1: you, you never if we drive from austin to houston even if we had almost no charge there's you know the the super char, like super fast mm. chargers are like they're, they're all along the highway basically so it's not a problem
0: and uh, performance wise it's nuts as a car
1: what's the thing we got a new car coming now and i'm going to love it and it's yeah, going to be yeah, better yeah. in some ways but like once you get used to how fast like the, the, the teslas accelerate mm. regular cars feel a bit a bit weak
0: i think it's it, cr- i think it's it's so cool that yeah. he was able to be like hey no, electric cars don't have to be shit and slow they can be faster than a regular ones yeah. it's, it's crazy and um, and then just a final thing cuz we got into music a little bit Yeah. Uh, just in uh, in terms of a couple of nice uh, I guess, different kinds of music you listen to for different kinds of moments or artists you listen to. So I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios. Okay. And you can maybe let me know an okay. artist it's or be, a song you like to do. It might be Kanye, Kanye for all of them. We'll that's say. all good. That's all good. <laughs> um, If you were going for a PB in the gym.
1: Oh, okay. That That's more like marshmallow, I think. Like one oh, of, like you, like, you like house yeah. music? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. For the gym, for the gym. Yeah. I
0: get it. I'm thinking, okay, so you've... Uh, well, he
1: also, Marshmello has some good rap crossover. Like he had yeah. one of like Roddy Ricch... Uh, was like 4 years ago. I don't know. It's my one of my favorite songs ever. I I can't remember what it's called now.
0: You've uh, you you've had a fight with your girl and you're like cycling downtown. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, Big Sean. Yeah, okay. He, he's got some good heartbreak yeah. music.
0: Uh you're trying to get like you're getting started in the morning. You need some morning energy to something. Nah, that's like, Kanye for sure. Is it really? It's nice Kanye. one,
1: man. It might, be, uh, it might be one of his older albums. It might be one of his older albums.
0: Like when he did in the... Like, Good like, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite moment in the, the doc when he shows family business in the thing. Yeah. He, he's like, he, goes, doo, doo, doo. he goes back, what was that? And he plays it out. I was like, yeah. that's crazy because that's one of my favorite songs by him. I think it's unreal. Yeah. And last one, uh, if you were like late night chill, chilling chillin', like I uh, am out in your balcony listening to something. Maybe some Kit Maybe some Kit Yeah, okay, yeah. huge. Some old Kit Good shouts, yeah. man. Yeah. Good shouts. All right, man. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Yeah. Uh, guys, go check out uh, Edge. Go check out Gains Club. I'll have it all linked below. Uh, go show your love. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, man. Really, really appreciate nah, it. Thank you, bro. So a good you, time. Man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.
1: Thank you, folks. Bro, no, Thank you so much. No, of course. It was a good time.